amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. You ready? It's time to start. This should be played at high volume. This is the Andrea Shaking Show. And I'm just a gal like any other gal. That's cool. You know what this is. What is this? The Andrea Shaking Show. It's me, don't you remember? We were just talking about you. Totally amazing. Thank you. The Andrea Shaking Show. I think you've got something there. Andrea Shaking. You're really going to like it. Quite understandable. Is on the air. Something's definitely going on here. Take my word for it. Now. Come on. It's showtime. Make it so. Ready, go. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the program on this auspicious night when we have the president delivering his State of the Union address to the members of Congress and to the United States of America. We the people. It is uh, January 30th, Tuesday night, 2018, and we are watching President Trump deliver his very first State of the Union address. He delivered an address last year, but it really wasn't the State of the Union because he had only been in office a very, very short time. It was just more more of, a, of an address to Congress. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Tonight is going to be a little bit more ponderous than that. Um, and uh, a lot of people have been saying, yeah, I hope he talks about the four-page memo. I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think it's appropriate. I think tonight is a night for him to be talking about uh, unity and uh, the successes that his administration has achieved thus far. Uh, And um, we'll see. I mean, uh, I've uh, taken a look at the excerpts uh, from his speech, and it appears that he's not going to go there. Uh, And why would he? This is his moment to shine. And soon enough, as uh, I I tweeted out to somebody, the 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 fecal matter will be hitting the oscillator soon enough. He doesn't need to introduce that tonight. Uh, he doesn't even need to talk about it tomorrow. Once that uh, memo is signed by him or released by him, because I'm I'm of the belief that he's already signed it. Uh, I think that that you know he doesn't he doesn't have to do anything about it at that point. Let Jeff Sessions and the Department of Justice go after these criminals, these absolute criminals. So we're watching it right now, and uh, members of the cabinet are making their way into the um, the chamber on the House floor. And it is such a beautiful sight to see. It really is. It's all the pomp and circumstance and, you know, everything that's great about our nation. You know, it's too bad that these people aren't honest. <laughs> but it really is impressive to see. And I love watching it. And by the way, Melania Trump came in wearing a white pantsuit. She looked absolutely gorgeous. Kind of uh, um an anecdotal story. I was telling a friend of mine today, we went to lunch well, as we're waiting for the president to make his way to the uh, podium or make his way into the, into the house uh, floor. Um, I was telling a friend today that my husband found some photographs of us, of him and I that go back about, oh, well, to 1992, 1990-ish, right around there when we were both very slim, very beautiful. <laughs> All right. And we were getting ready to go out for an evening and I was wearing a white satin pants suit it was absolutely beautiful it was the, the the long white satin pants with the white satin shoes and the white satin top and uh, I, I my hair was 
still brown. <laughs> and we were looking at these pictures and thinking, oh, weren't we beautiful then? You know, too bad we don't look that way anymore. And here comes Melania in a white suit. <laughs> I kind of had to laugh at that. I thought that was a bit of a coincidence, talking about a white satin suit while she's wearing it. It's not a satin, I don't think, although I think the blouse she's wearing underneath it probably is satin. Anyway, uh, a lot of talk about uh, what's going on out there. And as we wait for um, President Trump to make his way into uh, the chamber, I'm going to go ahead and I think, you know, I've got it on um, my phone on C-SPAN radio, but so far... As you can hear, it's just a bunch of people talking. Nothing's happening yet. Yeah, everybody's buzzing. The, the, the whole house uh, chamber is just a buzz. You know, when Elizabeth uh, uh, Christ took me to uh, on a tour, a personal tour of the Capitol building, which was a highlight, absolutely. I mean, it was just an amazing experience. And she showed me really how small. We went into the uh, gallery of the um, um, House of Rep- no, the Senate, the Senate. Uh, chamber and it's very very small we did poke into um the house uh chamber but it was locked uh because the the house uh, the representatives had already left for the holidays we were there at christmas time so consequently uh, we couldn't we could only get a little peek at it and that was it but these rooms are not big at all and when they have a state of the union address oh here he comes let's turn this up let's turn it up and listen here we go That's a sergeant at arms who's announcing the president who's entering the chamber right now. Looking very handsome. Blue tie, royal blue. Everybody wants to shake his hands. How's the audio, folks? Is it okay? Let me know. He is such an alpha male. He is such an he is he's in control of that room already. Tinny, try to boost it. Well, it's Tinny because everybody's applauding. Once he starts talking, I think it's gonna be okay. I don't wanna bring it up too far because right now it's just applause. As he makes his way into the chamber, shaking hands. Everybody wants to shake his hands, except for the Democrats, of course. And I know that there are some of you out there who are listening to this. Oh, we're going to hear the benefit of Brett Baer. Oh, God, Juan Williams. Uh, I tell you what, let's let's see what C-SPAN Radio is doing. Now, C-SPAN Radio is just a little bit behind, um, just by a few seconds, I think, and there's you can hear the applause as the president makes his way in. We don't want to listen to Juan Williams. I've got Fox News on TV right now. Yes, I do. I have to admit, I do. Um, 
Is this sound any better for you? Because if it is, I'll leave it. I'll I'll keep the phone up to the um, speaker. And he's making his way up to the podium now, and he's applauding them. He's now turned to shake uh, Vice President Pence's hand, uh, House Speaker Ryan's hand. Now he's approaching the podium. The Republicans giving him a standing ovation. Actually, it looks like the entire room is. He's handing the Vice President and the Speaker copies of his speech. Back at the podium now. Hail fellow, well met. Everybody's clapping each other's hands. Oh, yeah. It's a big deal. It really is a huge deal. There's Melania up in the up in the um, second tier. Well, the first tier. The rest of them are on the house floor. Well, he's certainly getting quite a bit of applause. Now he stepped away from the podium and he's applauding everybody there, <laughs> just, just like he did at the rallies. He'd take the stage at the rallies, and everybody was just loving on him. It, it took him a while to get everybody calmed down to actually be able to speak at those rallies. And it uh, looks like the same thing's happening here. Up, oh, there's Jeff Sessions, the little elf-like Jeff Sessions with a big smile on his face. All right, he's touching the microphone now. It looks like he's ready to start speaking. People are beginning to sit down, take their seats. And again, I'm watching this on Fox, so it might be a bit of a delay as you're hearing it on the C-SPAN radio. Oh, they've stood up again. They're giving him another another ovation. <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> Uh, Baron isn't there tonight. For some reason, um, I don't know, maybe it's a school night. Who knows? But he's not there. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and the distinct honor of of presenting to you the President of the United States. Ah, that's why they stood up and uh, gave him another standing ovation. So this is a little bit, this is a bit of a delay listening to it on C-SPAN radio because he's already speaking now on Fox. But that's all right. <laughs> we'll catch up. He looks very handsome. Very, very handsome. Paul Ryan's got a bit of a smile on his face. Mike Pence is just kind of serious looking.
a new tide of optimism was already sweeping across our land. Each day since, we have gone forward with a clear vision and a righteous mission to make America great again for all Americans. Over the last year, we have made incredible progress and achieved extraordinary success. We have faced challenges we expected and others we could never have imagined. We have shared in the heights of victory and the pains of hardship. We have endured floods and fires and storms. But through it all, we have seen the beauty of America's soul and the steel in America's spine. Each test has forged new American heroes to remind us who we are and show us what we can be. We saw the volunteers of the Cajun Navy racing to the rescue with their fishing boats to save people in the aftermath of a totally devastating hurricane. We saw strangers shielding strangers from a hail of gunfire on the Las Vegas Strip. We heard tales of Americans like Coast Guard Petty Officer Ashley Leppard, who is here tonight in the gallery with Melania. Now um, thanking her. She's in uniform. And uh, so she's this young woman. I think she's Air Force. Uh, getting a standing ovation. Ashley was aboard one of the first helicopters on the scene in Houston during the Hurricane Harvey. Through 18 hours of wind and rain, Ashley braved live power lines and deep water to help save more than 40 lives. Ashley, we all thank you. Thank you very much. And now he's applauding her. We heard about Americans like firefighter David Dahlberg. He's here with us also. David faced down walls of flame to rescue almost 60 children trapped at a California summer camp threatened by those devastating wildfires. To everyone still recovering in Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands, everywhere, we are with you, we love you, and we always will pull through together, always. Oh, he's talking about Steve Scalise. Well, he will be. <laughs> I'm ahead of you. <laughs> Thank you to David and the brave people of California. Thank you very much, David. Great job. 
Some trials over the past year touched this chamber very personally. With us tonight is one of the toughest people ever to serve in this house. A guy who took a bullet, almost died, and was back to work three and a half months later. The legend from Louisiana, Congressman Steve Scalia. <laughs> The cameras are off to and he's beaming from ear to ear, and giving the president a double salute. Both hands, saluting him with both hands, and saying thank you. I think they like you, Steve. <laughs> We're incredibly grateful for the heroic efforts of the Capitol Police officers, the Alexandria Police, and the doctors nurses and paramedics who saved his life and the lives of many others, some in this room. And the aftermath, yes. yes. Sam is shot at Shuma. Shuma is looking at him like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> Pelosi, she's chewing on something. She's always chewing on something. In the aftermath of that terrible shooting, we came together, not as Republicans or Democrats, but as representatives of the people. But it is not enough to come together only in times of tragedy. Tonight, I call upon all of us to set aside our differences, to seek out common ground, and to summon the unity we need to deliver for the people. This is really the key. These are the people we were elected to serve. Pelosi does something really weird with her mouth. It's like she's wearing dentures and, and she's running her tongue. I don't know what she's doing, but it's like you see old people in nursing homes do it sometimes. Um, <laughs> Over the last year, the world has seen what we always knew that no people on earth are so fearless or daring or determined as Americans. If there is a mountain, we climb it. If there's a frontier, we cross it. If there's a challenge, we tame it. If there's an opportunity, we seize it. So let's begin tonight by recognizing that the state of our union is strong because our people are strong. Yeah, baby. And together we are building a safe, strong, and proud America. Since the election, we have created 2.4 million new jobs, including including 200,000 new jobs in manufacturing alone. Tremendous Camera shot at Steve Mnuchin. After years and years of wage stagnation, 
we are finally seeing rising wages. The Black Congressional Caucus, <laughs> Caucasians, as Rose calls them, they're sitting there, not looking happy. All the blacks, not uh, not happy, taking away our votes. Unemployment claims have hit a 45-year low. It's something I'm very proud of. African-American unemployment stands at the lowest rate ever recorded. Oh, big whoop to do from the audience. And Hispanic American unemployment has also reached the lowest levels in history. Business confidence is at an all-time high. The stock market has smashed one record after another, gaining $8 trillion and more in value in just this short period of time. The great news... The great news for Americans, 401k, retirement, pension, and college savings accounts have gone through the roof. And just as I promised the American people from this podium 11 months ago, we enacted the biggest tax cuts and reforms in American history. Big applause, The only goes to Mitch McConnell. McConnell's Who owns that room? <laughs> Our massive tax cuts provide tremendous relief for the middle class and small business to lower tax rates for hardworking Americans. We nearly doubled the standard deduction for everyone. Now, the first $24,000 earned by a married couple is completely tax-free. We also doubled the child tax credit. The typical family of four making $75,000 will see their tax bill reduced by $2,000 slashing their tax bill in half. In April, this will be the last time you will ever file under the old and very broken system, and millions of Americans will have more take-home pay starting next month. A lot more. <laughs> they like that. <laughs> the 
eliminated an especially cruel tax that fell mostly on Americans, making less than $50,000 a year, forcing them to pay tremendous penalties simply because they couldn't afford government-ordered health plans. We repealed the core of the disastrous Obamacare. The individual mandate is now gone. Thank God. Nancy is in ASC. Time for her to go. We slashed the business tax rate from 35% all the way down to 21% so American companies can compete and win against anyone else anywhere in the world. These changes alone are estimated to increase average family income by more than $4,000, a lot of money. businesses have also received a massive tax cut and can now deduct 20% of their business income. Here tonight are Steve Staub and Sandy Keplinger of Staub Manufacturing, a small, beautiful business in Ohio. They've just finished the best year in their 20-year history. Total 
of $350 billion in America and hire another 20,000 workers. ExxonMobil announced a $50 billion investment in the United States. Just a little while. <laughs> this, in fact, is our new American moment. There has never been a better time to start living the American dream. So to every citizen watching at home tonight, no matter where you've been or where you've come from, this is your time. If you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in America, then you can dream anything. Ooh, you can be anything. Dog whistle word. together, <laughs> we can achieve absolutely anything. This is the unifying part of his address. I want to talk about what kind of future we're going to have and what kind of a nation we're going to be. All of us together as one team, one people, and one American family can do anything. We all share the same home, the same heart, the same destiny, and the same great American flag. Love it. And right above the podium where he's standing, etched in the marble, it says, In God We Trust. He's going to make reference to that. Together we are rediscovering the American way. In America, we know that faith and family, not government and bureaucracy, are the center of American life. The motto is In God We Trust. And Paul Ryan's pointing to it above him. The etching in the uh, in the wall. Right above the American flag. This is beautiful. It really is. And we celebrate our police our military, and our amazing veterans as heroes who deserve our total and unwavering support. Heroes. Preston, a job well done. 
Mm-hmm. He's so cute. Melania is sitting right beside him. And on the other side of him is his mom. Young patriots like Preston teach all of us about our civic duty as Americans. And I met Preston a little while ago, and he is something very special that I can tell you. Great future. Thank you very much for all you've done, Preston. Thank you very much. Preston's reverence for those who have served our nation reminds us of why we salute our flag, why we put our hands on our hearts for the Pledge of Allegiance, and why we proudly stand for the national anthem. Congress also passed, and I signed, the landmark VA Accountability Act. passage, my administration has already removed more than 1,500 VA employees who failed to give our veterans the care they deserve, and we are hiring talented people who love our vets as much as we do. The generals are all sitting there. 
<laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> stop until our veterans are properly taken care of, which has been my promise to them from the very beginning of this great journey. All Americans deserve accountability and respect, and that's what we are giving to our wonderful heroes, our veterans. Thank you. So tonight I call on Congress to empower every cabinet secretary with the authority to reward good workers and to remove federal employees who undermine the public trust or fail the American people. Washington accountable. We have eliminated more regulations in our first year than any administration in the history of our country. Cabinet Secretaries of the Interior and Energy Standing. Big smile on their faces. The Terry and I can't remember the Secretary of Energy um, uh, Interior. We are now very proudly an exporter of energy to the world. In Detroit, I halted government mandates that crippled America's great, beautiful auto workers so that we can get Motor City revving its engines again. And that's what's happening. Hmm. Many car companies are now building and expanding plants in the United States, something we haven't seen for decades. Chrysler is moving a major plant from Mexico to Michigan. Toyota and Mazda are opening up a plant in Alabama, a big one, and we haven't seen this in a long time. So coming back. That in and of itself is phenomenal. Very soon, auto plants and other plants will be opening up all over our country. This is all news Americans are totally unaccustomed to hearing. For many years, companies and jobs were only leaving us.
But now they are roaring back. They're coming back. They want to be where the action is. They want to be in the United States of America. That's where they want to be. <laughs> Nancy's still doing that weird thing with her mouth. Exciting progress is happening every single day. To speed access to breakthrough cures and affordable generic drugs, last year the FDA approved more new and generic drugs and medical devices than ever before in our country's history. We also believe that patients with terminal conditions, terminal illness, should have access to experimental treatment immediately that could potentially save their lives. People who are terminally ill should not have to go from country to country to seek a cure. I want to give them a chance right here at home. It's time for Congress to give these wonderful, incredible Americans the right to try. priorities is to reduce the price of prescription drugs. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> In many other countries, these drugs cost far less than what we pay in the United States, and it's very, very unfair. That is why I've directed my administration to make fixing the injustice of high drug prices one of my top priorities for the year. Wow. <laughs> He's hitting every demographic. <laughs> Prices will come down substantially. Watch. <laughs> America has also finally turned the page on decades of unfair trade deals that sacrificed our prosperity and shipped away our companies, our jobs, and our wealth. Our nation has lost its wealth, but we're getting it back so fast. The era of economic surrender is totally over. From now on, we expect trading relationships to be fair and, very importantly, reciprocal. Hmm. We will work to fix bad trade deals 
and negotiate new ones, and they'll be good ones, but they'll be fair. And we will protect American workers and American intellectual property through strong enforcement of our trade rules. As we rebuild our industries, it is also time to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure. As tax cuts 
create new jobs. Let's invest in workforce development, and let's invest in job training, which we need so badly. Lots of applause and standing ovation and listening. Let's open great vocational schools mm -hmm. so our future workers can learn a craft and realize their full potential. And let's support working families by supporting paid family leave. Democrats are hooting. They love paid family leave when he gets this. As America regains its strength, opportunity must be extended to all citizens. That is why this year we will embark on reforming our prisons to help former inmates who have served their time get a second chance at life. Struggling communities, especially immigrant communities, will also be helped by immigration policies that focus on the best interests of American workers and American families. For decades, open borders have allowed drugs and gangs to pour into our most vulnerable communities. They've allowed millions of low-wage workers to compete for jobs and wages against the poorest Americans. Most tragically, they have caused the loss of many innocent lives. Here tonight are two fathers and two mothers, Evelyn Rodriguez, Freddie Cuevas, Elizabeth Alvarado, and Robert Mickens. Their two teenage daughters, Kayla Cuevas and Nisa Mickens, were close friends on Long Island. But in September, 2016, on the eve of Nisa's 16th birthday, such a happy time it should have been, neither of them came home. These two precious girls were brutally murdered while walking together in their hometown. Six members of the savage MS-13 gang have been charged with Kayla and Nisa's murders. Many of these gang members took advantage of glaring loopholes in our laws to enter the country as illegal, unaccompanied, alien minors and wound up in Kayla and Nisa's high school. Evelyn, Elizabeth, Freddie, and Robert, tonight everyone in this chamber is praying for you. Everyone in America is grieving for you. Please stand. Thank you very much. Yeah, both parents, the mothers are in tears. There's one of the fathers. The fathers.
you're giving the parents a standing ovation. Democrats are hating this. Not only that, but these parents are black. 320 million hearts are right now breaking for you. We love you. Thank you. Well, we cannot imagine the depths of that kind of sorrow. We can make sure that other families never have to endure this kind of pain. Tonight, I am calling on Congress to finally close the deadly loopholes that have allowed MS-13 and other criminal gangs to break into our country. We have proposed new legislation that will fix our immigration laws and support our ICE and Border Patrol agents. These are great people. These are great, great people that work so hard in the midst of such danger so that this can never happen again. These MS-13 gangs are brought in here on purpose to act as the um, the killers, the assassins. So the cartels here that include some members of Congress and certainly members of the Obama administration, these were hired thugs. The United States is a compassionate nation. anywhere in the world to help the needy, the struggling, and the underprivileged all over the world. But as President of the United States, my highest loyalty, my greatest compassion, my constant concern is for America's children, America's struggling workers, and America's forgotten communities. I want our youth to grow up to achieve great things. I want our poor to have their chance to rise. So tonight I am extending an open hand to work with members of both parties, Democrats and Republicans, to protect our citizens of every background, color, religion, and creed. What are the Democrats going to do? What are they going to say? They're going to make themselves look like fools if they bust this. My duty and the sacred duty of every elected official in this chamber is to defend Americans, to protect their safety, their families, their communities, and their right to the American dream. Because Americans are dreamers, too. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) That's right. Here tonight is one leader in the effort to defend our country. Homeland Security Investigation Special Agent. She goes by PJ and CJ. He said, call me other one. (laughs) So we'll call you CJ. Served 15 years in the Air Force before becoming an ICE agent and spending the last 15 years fighting gang violence and getting dangerous criminals off of our streets. Tough job. At one point, MS-13 leaders ordered CJ's murder and they wanted it to happen quickly. But he did not cave 
to threats or to fear. Last May, he commanded an operation to track down gang members on Long Island. His team has arrested nearly 400, including more than 220 MS-13 gang members. Wow. And I have to tell you what the Border Patrol and ICE have done. We have sent thousands and thousands and thousands of MS-13 horrible people out of this country or into our prisons. So I just want to congratulate you, CJ. You're a brave guy. Thank you very much. Yeah, we all thank them.
Eventually, our plan closes the terrible loopholes exploited by criminals and terrorists to enter our country. And it finally ends the horrible and dangerous practice of catch and release. The third pillar ends the visa lottery, a program that randomly hands out green cards without any regard for skill, merit, or the safety of American people. Democrats are hating them, hating them. These four pillars represent a down-the-middle compromise and one that will create a safe, modern, and lawful immigration system. For over 30 years, Washington has tried and failed to solve this problem. This Congress can be the one that finally makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Most importantly... These four pillars will produce legislation that fulfills my ironclad pledge to sign a bill that puts America first. aside and finally get the job 
he's also telling the Republicans that he's going to fix all the problems they've been giving lip service to for decades, too. Not just the Democrats, it's the Republicans, too. He's giving the Republicans backbone. We are also restoring our strength and standing abroad. Around the world, we face rogue regimes, terrorist groups, and rivals like China and Russia that challenge our interests, our economy, and our values. In confronting these horrible dangers, we know that weakness is the surest path to conflict, and unmatched power is the surest means to our true and great defense. For this reason, I am asking Congress to end the dangerous defense sequester and fully fund our great military. As part of our defense, we must modernize and rebuild our nuclear arsenal, hopefully never (laughs) having to use it, but making it so strong and so powerful that it will deter any acts of aggression by any other nation or anyone else. See, the thing is, is that this is going to break up the uranium rat lines, too. Uranium-1 and everything that happened with uh, the Bundys and uh, Lavoie Finicum, that was all a, a, a steal of our uranium. In the future, there will be a magical moment this is beautiful. when the countries of the world will get together to eliminate their nuclear weapons. Unfortunately... We are not there yet, sadly. We've been selling our uranium off to the Russians and the Iranians. pledged that we would work with our allies to extinguish ISIS from the face of the earth. One year later, I am proud to report that the coalition to defeat ISIS has liberated very close to 100% of the territory just recently held by these killers in Iraq and in Syria and in other locations as well. dangerous 
an unsafe building and found Kenton, but in very, very bad shape. He applied pressure to the wound and inserted a tube to reopen an airway. He then performed CPR for 20 straight minutes during the ground transport and maintained artificial respiration through two and a half hours and through emergency surgery. Kenton Stacy would have died if it were not for Justin's selfless love for his fellow warrior. Tonight, Kenton is recovering in Texas. Raka is liberated, and Justin is wearing his new bronze star with a V for valor. Oh, wow. Staff Sergeant Heck, all of America's military. Oh my gosh, this is He's hitting this out of the park. This is—it's a home run. Terrorists who do things like place bombs in civilian hospitals are evil. When possible, we have no choice but to annihilate them. Amen. When necessary, we must be able to detain and question them. But we must be clear. Unlawful enemy combatants. And they don't get to go to a civil And when captured overseas, they should be treated like the terrorists they are. In the past, we have foolishly released hundreds and hundreds of dangerous terrorists, only to meet them again on the battlefield, including the ISIS leader, al-Baghdadi, who we captured, who we had, who we released. So today, I'm keeping another promise. I just signed, prior to walking in, an order directing Secretary Mattis, who is doing a great job. What a gentleman Mattis is. Tough as nails, but he's a gentleman. To re-examine our military detention policy and to keep open the detention facilities in Guantanamo Bay. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Beautiful! Beautiful! Just erase everything Obama's done. 
Beautiful. against ISIS and Al-Qaeda, we continue to have all necessary power to detain terrorists wherever we chase them down, mm-hmm. wherever we find them. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, for them, it will now be Guantanamo Bay. Beautiful. At the same time, as of a few months ago, Our warriors in Afghanistan have new rules of engagement. Thank God for that, too. Thank you, Mr. President. Along with their heroic Afghan partners, our military is no longer undermined by artificial timelines, and we no longer tell our enemies our plans. Camera shot on Ivanka and Jared. Shortly afterwards, dozens of countries voted in the United Nations General Assembly against America's sovereign right to make this decision. In 2016, American taxpayers generously sent those same countries more than $20 billion in aid. That is why tonight I am asking Congress to pass legislation to help ensure American foreign assistance dollars always serve American interests and only go to friends of America. Tighten the screws. Tighten the screws. On As we strengthen friendships all around the world, we are also restoring clarity about our adversaries. When the people of Iran rose up against the crimes of their corrupt dictatorship, I did not stay silent. America stands with the people of Iran in their courageous struggle for freedom. Amazing that Democrats won't stand for any of this. Ah. I am asking Congress to address the fundamental flaws in the terrible Iran nuclear deal. My administration has also imposed tough sanctions on the communist and socialist dictatorships in Cuba and Venezuela. Oppressed its own citizens. 
more totally or brutally than the cruel dictatorship in North Korea. North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear missiles could very soon threaten our homeland. We are waging a campaign of maximum pressure to prevent that from ever happening. Past experience has taught us that complacency and concessions only invite aggression and provocation. I will not repeat the mistakes of past administrations that got us into this very dangerous position. We need only look at the depraved character of the North Korean regime to understand the nature of the nuclear threat it could pose to America and to our allies. Otto Warmbier was a hard-working student at the University of Virginia, and a great student he was, on his way to study abroad in Asia. Otto joined a tour to North Korea. At its conclusion, this wonderful young man was arrested and charged with crimes oh, against the state. They're sobbing. Oh, they're After trying to hold it back. trial, the dictatorship sentenced Otto to 15 years of hard labor before returning him to America last June, horribly injured and on the verge of death. He passed away just days after his return. Otto's wonderful parents, Fred and Cindy Warmbier, are here with us tonight, along with Otto's brother and sister, Austin and Greta. Please. Wow. Very touching. Very touching.
One day he tried to steal coal from a railroad car to barter for a few scraps of food, which were very hard to get. In the process, he passed out on the train tracks, exhausted from hunger. He woke up as a train ran over his limbs. He then endured multiple amputations without anything to dull the pain oh or the God. hurt. His brother and sister gave what little food they had to help him recover and ate dirt themselves, permanently stunting their own growth. Later, he was tortured by North Korean authorities oh. after returning from a brief visit to China. His tormentors wanted to know if he'd met any Christians. He had, and he resolved after that to be free. Sung Ho traveled thousands of miles on crutches all across China and Southeast Asia to freedom. Most of his family followed. His father was caught trying to escape and was tortured to death. Today he lives in Seoul where he rescues other defectors and broadcasts into North Korea. The regime holding up his clutches. Most. In, in, in fierce determination. Today he has a new leg, but somehow I understand you still keep those old crutches as a reminder of how far you've come. Your great sacrifice is an inspiration to us all. Please, oh, thank fine. you. Oh, hey, this is so moving. Golly. Wow. This is an amazing, amazing moment. This entire speech. Sungho's story is a testament to the yearning of every human soul to live in freedom. It was that same yearning for freedom that nearly 250 years ago gave birth to a place called America. It was a small cluster of colonies caught between a great ocean and a vast It was home to an incredible people with a revolutionary idea that they could rule themselves, that they could chart their own destiny, and that together they could light up the entire world. That is what our country has always been about. That is what Americans have always stood for, always strived for, and always done. Atop the dome of this capital stands the Statue of Freedom. She stands tall and dignified among the monuments to our ancestors who fought and lived and died to protect her. Monuments to Washington and Jefferson 
and Lincoln and King, memorials to the heroes of Yorktown and Saratoga, to young Americans who shed their blood on the shores of Normandy and the fields beyond, and others who went down in the waters of the Pacific and the skies all over Asia. And freedom stands tall over one more monument, this one, this capital, this living monument. This is the monument to the American people. Oh, USA. <laughs> We're a people whose heroes live not only in the past, but all around us, defending hope, pride, and defending the American way. They work in every trade. They sacrifice to raise a family. They care for our children at home. They defend our flag abroad. And they are strong moms and brave kids. They are firefighters and police officers and border agents, medics and Marines. But above all else, they are Americans. And this capital, this city, this nation, belongs entirely to them. The Drudge Report has a picture of the president with a wonderful expression on his face and the headline reads, Trump shows heart. Wonderful. Our task is to respect them, to listen to them, to serve them, to protect them, and to always be worthy of them. Americans fill the world with art and music. They push the bounds of science and discovery, and they forever remind us of what we should never, ever forget. The people dreamed this country. The people built this country, and it's the people who are making America great again. Yeah, right. How wonderful. in our values, faith in our citizens, and trust in our God, we will never fail. Our families will thrive. Our people will prosper. And our nation will forever be safe and strong and proud and mighty and free. 
Thank you, and God bless America. Good night. Wow. Wow. What an excellent, excellent speech. A wonderful. That's the only word I can think of. All right. I want to know what you guys thought of it. Okay. Let me let me take this down now. What did you think of it? I want to know. I know folks in the chat room have been talking about it. Um, uh, Golf dogs. Trump kicked serious ass tonight. Clapping emoji. Yeah, woot woot. Um, call in. I want to know what you think. Uh, call in. And uh, what was the high point for you? What was the highlight? What did you think was the most, that moved you the most? Uh, the number is 646-478-4604. Okay? 646-478-4604. Uh, just press 1 so I'll know that you want to talk. I, I thought it was wonderful. Let me just um, uh, go over to, uh, let's see, where was I on Drudge? I found it on Drudge here. Here we go. Trump, here here are the headlines at Drudge right now. There's, of course, the picture of Trump with his, you know, he's got that mm, kind of like that, you know, wonderful grin on his face. Lips pressed closed tight together, but wonderful uh, uh, smile. Trump shows heart. Okay. And this is from CNBC. Let's see what they have to say about it. Uh, let's see. Uh, president Donald Trump uh, delivered his State of the Union address to the nation. The president sought to strike a positive tone um, and described a new, quote, new American moment characterized by prosperity, rebuilding, and cooperation. Quoting him, there has never been a better time to start living the American dream. I want to talk about what kind of future we are going to have and what kind of nation we are going to be. On paper, the text of Trump's carefully crafted speech was filled with optimism and energy. But as Trump spoke the words, the president did not convey the joy that was written into the text. Instead, Trump spoke for over an hour and 20 minutes with little emotion, save for a few instances when he appeared to become keyed up in anger. Do you agree with that? Again, this is CNBC writing this. Do you agree with that? 646-478-4604. That's the telephone number, okay? All right. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, um, for the most part, however, uh, the president's sentences Tuesday all ended on an audible downbeat. And despite receiving multiple standing ovations from members of Congress, it did not appear that Trump ever smiled during his address. On the contrary, when he wasn't speaking, the president wore a visible frown. I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. What I got was he was serious. It was seriousness of purpose. And yes, he did He did smile. Uh, there, were, there were a few moments when he smiled. I mean, Drudge wouldn't have that picture of him on his front page if he hadn't have been smiling, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 646 Four seven eight four six zero four. What did you think of it, you guys? I've tra- I've trained you so well not to call in that you don't call in when I want you to. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm not going to beg you, but obviously in the chat room, let's see what folks are saying in there. Robert Anthony says a very fine speech tonight here. 
Um, let's see. Uh, one big thing for me, the parents of the illegal alien victims. Another, Little Preston. Low light, the Democrats booing. CNBC is run by NBC. Never bashing Clinton. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Robert. He has to go. He's going to go listen to some classical music and put him to sleep tonight. The people dreamed this country. Wow. Well said. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that it was it was very, very well done. And um, we'll talk some more about it tomorrow night when Elizabeth joins us. I'm sure she'll have some um, thoughts about it as well. And uh, just I, seriously, this, I think, was one of his finest moments. He's still shaking hands with people as he's walking out of the uh, walking out of the uh, house chamber, making his way out. Everybody loves a winner, and he is a winner, no doubt about it. All right, everyone. Well, let me see here. I guess uh, I guess we don't folks who aren't interested in giving their impression of the speech tonight. Six four six four seven eight four six zero four. Ah, we do have somebody who'd like to speak. Let's go ahead and grab that phone. Okay, three two one area code. Go ahead. What did you think of the speech tonight? Who are we speaking with? Uh, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Andrea. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was great. I, I just thought it was great. It was a very long speech, hour and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I enjoyed all of it. Um, what did I thought, What did you? Go ahead, go ahead, give me your thought, and then I want to ask you what what you thought was the highlight of the speech, or was there more than one highlight? Yeah, I didn't I didn't make a lot of notes. I, I didn't make any notes, uh, but I thought uh, the way that uh, he highlighted the heroes amongst us, and mm. then you know, and talked about their stories in a way that people could understand, and fed it into his issues like immigration, keeping MS-13 out of the country, and, uh, you know, the uh, Albuquerque police officer who adopted the young woman's uh, baby to give it a good home, love. You know, Mm -hmm. he he talks about love, and you'd think the Democrats would would, uh, appeal to that, but they just have a motive that they won't they won't give him any quarter, Mm-mm. so that's what's troubling. But I thought it was great, and they they keep saying, oh, he's not presidential. I mean, you can't be more presidential than this. No kidding. That's absolutely true. I, I thought he was he, he, this was his finest moment thus far in terms of you know, public speaking. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, then, all I could say is wonderful. <laughs> Then he had a real memorable line at the end. He tied it in. He said, uh, America's great, or something to the fact that uh, our heroes, American heroes, are not just in the past. They walk amongst us, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're here today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. thought that was very memorable. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was kind of funny looking at the Democrats. They'd always go to the Democrats for any response. You know, they said black unemployment is the lowest ever, and they mm-hmm. they showed the black caucus or you know, mm-hmm. the black lawmakers. Oh, they didn't like that. They didn't clap no. for that. It's not good no. enough. You know, I mean, 
and, that's and good what, news. I mean, what what was that? I mean, Nancy Pelosi doing that weird thing with her mouth. Uh, she does it all the time. But I, I noticed that she was leaning over to uh, talk to Steny Hoyer at one point, and he wasn't paying attention to her. He was looking straight ahead. Now I don't know if it's because she's just a gabber box and nobody pays attention to her because she's always talking. But um, she seemed. Oh, I didn't see her I, making. Oh, she seemed. I, I saw uh, her, really, but I didn't see what you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, she just struck me as being really disconnected from what was going on, just just kind of out of it. But I'll mm. tell you something else too. And some of the folks in the chat room are saying they're not going to watch the uh, Democrat rebuttal. This was this left us with such a great feeling that it it um, you don't want to ruin the you don't want to ruin it. it. Yeah, why spoil it? Well, Hang on, Jerry. I'm going to keep you on the line. Okay. I'm going to pick up sure. another caller and get their impression. Uh, area code 832. Go ahead, 832. You're on the air. Your, your name? Who are we speaking with? Hi, Andrea. This is Ron. I'm also known as Guff Dogs in your chat room. Uh, hey, I think this is the best speech I've ever seen. I think so, too. What did you think was the highlight? Um, I just thought when he brought out all the... Uh, you know, all his guests, you know, and I mean, it's like the Democrats were like just cringing, you know, mm-hmm. do, do you ever notice that, uh, I hope I, I hear myself talking again, but I've turned off my volume on the computer, so it ain't me, but, okay. um, you, you know, I just thought he, 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 he just, he, he left them speechless. And yes. If they come out and in their rebuttals and, you know, that was, it was just coming out right now as we speak. The rebuttals mm-hmm. are coming out, and I'm like you. I don't really want to watch it because it's going to be a bunch of crap. But I mm-hmm. thought, man, this guy really, really, he rocked the house tonight. And, <laughs> you know, and you want to talk about his demeanor up there. He was serious. He wasn't yes. up there to be Mr. Nice Guy. He was up there to be, you know, the man. And he, he, he presented himself as that much. So I thought he did good. Let me ask you both this question, and that is, you know, people like to point to him and say he's a buffoon, he's an idiot, he's low IQ, he's all of that. Do you think that tonight his um, demeanor dissuaded some people who might have been on the fence to say, wow, he's not that way at all? Do you think? Yeah, exactly. And uh, they also call him fat, you know. They call him fat, and they say Oprah is their next candidate. So what does that tell you about about the left and the media? You know, yeah. uh, she's fat, and you know Trump's not. You still, mm-hmm. so just, you just mm-hmm. gotta believe. You, 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 if you don't have a good common sense in you, you don't understand what's going on with these people. They're they're, yeah. they're idiots over there. On I, yeah. I, mean, I saw Pelosi. If you, if you were watching, I was watching the Fox News feed during your mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and Pelosi looked like she was about to have a heart attack. She, she she looked did. totally deranged. Yes, yes, she did. Yes, she did. She was doing that weird I, thing with her mouth. Jerry, did you want to I say think, something? Yeah, I I think they don't like to see him succeed. So that when he has, when he scores a good thing like tonight, now there'll there'll be some Democrat tomorrow who they'll they'll be they'll find some little bone of contention and they'll pick at it and they'll make it into a big story. I think because they can't give him any victories whatsoever. 
And uh, I think maybe a few people who are maybe independent may be swayed tonight, but the hardcore leftists, no, they no, they'll find something else to to blame him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, Jerry, I, I've I've come to the uh, realization just personally. I've come to the realization the hardcore leftists are communists. Okay. Well, the, you know, the, I, the, I have said that before, Andrea knows that. Yeah. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder I mean, if w- not the hardcore when, leftist Democrats are just yeah. part of the communist conspiracy, and they're just they're, they try to destroy the Constitution. If Hillary had won, I think, you know, we might have lost it forever. <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, and, and when, you, well, when you see people like Pelosi that calls herself a devout uh, Catholic, and mm. she uh, she comes out and she's all 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 in on abortion, it tells mm-hmm. me something. Okay, mm-hmm. you know you mean yeah, you know they yeah no it just it just tells you you know you can you can tell who they are by their fruits. Yes. Okay. Yes. And their yes. fruits have proven who they are. Okay. Now, like you said a while ago, there's a few people in the middle, or what they call, they want to call themselves, you know, independence or independence, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And they might be leaning left and right; they just don't know which way to go. But uh, I think that speech tonight might have brought them over to the right because the left are they're they're lunatics. Maybe. Yeah. But let, let me ask I you check, this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Jerry. And then I'm go I've got, well, I've got another question no, for you guys. Yeah. But after, after you say what you say, <laughs> you go ahead. Well, uh, go sometimes ahead. I check MSNBC <clears throat> just to see what what things they're putting out, what lies. Uh, I, yeah. I watched a few minutes before the speech, and Brian Williams, great Brian Williams, is on there, and he was talking about how uh, there were protesters, demonstrators to the president's vehicle when he was coming up Pennsylvania Avenue, and one gentleman, he said, gave him a weird salute, with with eight without eight fingers showing, you know. In other words, I mean, what trash they put out. So yeah. we had to know that. We had to learn that some bum, you know, mm-hmm. giving him uh, the finger, two two-handed fingers. Mm. You know, why is that worthy of being on national TV? It's not worthy unless you've got an agenda. You're you're trying mm-hmm. to take this man down. So. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask let me ask you both this question. There was quite a bit of um of chatter on social media tonight, specifically on Twitter. Uh somebody threw out the uh question, do you think that uh are you are you h- how many of you are hoping that the president uh talks about the four-page memo during his address tonight? And there were quite a few people who responded. Uh I want to know what your opinion is, and then I'll tell you what the result was, uh, the outcome of the one that I was following. Do you think that this was the appropriate time for him to bring up the four-page memo and what's going on with the FBI or not? And I guess I guess we'll start with you, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. We'll start with you. Uh, you know, thinking about it now, I don't, I don't really think so. I don't think he needs to. I think it's... Uh, it's it's in the news enough that the people that are squirming are, are still going to squirm no matter what. And uh, the people who don't know anything about it, you know, they they wouldn't respond to that anyway. And, and mm-hmm. 
you know, hopefully he'll release it in the next couple of days. I think I think he's waiting just to give his speech some time alone. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he'll release it. I don't think tomorrow. I think Thursday or Friday. Hopefully he'll release it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ron, what do you think? Yeah, I I agree with what he just said, and I I would like to take it a little bit further. I think Trump had a plan tonight, and he wasn't going to be swayed off of it. I think he wanted to stick to it and try to gain what we just talked about earlier, that that the people in the middle, okay? If he would have come out and attacked everybody on the left, that wouldn't have worked. So he he didn't Mm -hmm. attack nobody. He just presented things. He presented these people, and you know, and you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had tears in my eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. I was sitting there watching it, and I thought, "Wow," you know. And so he just did his thing, like he always does. He has a master plan, and it's a much, much smarter than what the left has. The left are stupid, mm-hmm. so they have no plan, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a cool job. I, th- I think the the speech was good. And as far as uh, the the uh, memos, I think he he sees a better time to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he already had the speech. You know, was, the speech was wrote for him. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, he always looked to the left when he was on the podium. He always looked to the left while he's looking to the the teleprompter, the the speech. And mm-hmm. he kept it. He kept it. He kept it like it was supposed to be. And he he said what he had to say, but. I think the memo, he's got a lot of ammo. I mean, it was handed to him what, yesterday or today. Trump knows what was said. You know, mm-hmm. He's got it in his hands. He's seen mm-hmm. the memo, and he's going to let uh, everything fall as it may because mm-hmm. let me tell you what, they have no defense for this. Now, if you know, and I know, Andrea, you follow Twitter like I do, and um, man, they're spinning it. The the media are they're all over this. And they're spinning it. I mean, so far I've heard communist, communist, communist. That's all they talk about is Russia. You know, when it comes yeah. out to this kind of thing, and uh, I, I think he's just letting it play out. I think he he is. I think he's just playing the game better than they are. He's mm-hmm. better. Oh gosh, isn't he though? You know, before when he was running, uh, I think and you probably know this because I mentioned it before when he first announced that he was running I I was a little like I don't know I I like Ben Carson although now I realize Ben Carson really he wasn't what we needed in the White House but I I read the art of the deal and that's what convinced me yeah Yeah. Yeah. that did it this man knows how to negotiate he knows he knows how how people are he knows the psychology of people and um, he he's not without his faults, no, no doubt. But I think that he's the right man for the time. He's he's I, a I street agree. baller, and yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, I agree. Right man at the right time for the right yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. I, I've said that oftentimes that uh, people ask me, well, why do you like Trump? I said he is the man for the time. It's kind of to mm-hmm. me, it's almost b- biblical. I, really, mm-hmm. I look at it that way. It's to me, it's I almost know. biblical. Because yeah. this guy is there. You think about it. If Rubio, if Cruz, if all them other idiots that were trying to run beside them would have mm-hmm. got elected, they had. Mm-hmm. They don't have the power that this Mm-mm. guy had to do what Mm-mm. he's done. Nobody mm-hmm. had the power. 
Well, let me share something with you that I learned um, by following the uh, eponymous Q. And Q, of course, is the is the um, supposed, according to Dr. Corsi, Dr. Jerome Corsi, uh, he believes that Q is military intelligence and that he's he's very smart, very, very smart, and he's very close to the president. And he's putting out, dropping all of these messages. And what the Dr. Corsi is doing is he's decoding or deciphering or interpreting the messages that Q is putting out. Some of them are pretty easy to figure out, and some of them are like, yeah, you got to have a an understanding of either military history or, uh, you, you know, you, you, your your background has to be deep in esoteric uh, topics or subjects in order to get what Q is referring to. He's using these things as, as like analogies. And and Corsi said that um, his interpretation of what Q has said about Trump is that Trump was approached by the generals to run. That three years ago, 2015, the, the military generals, the guys in the White Hats, okay, they were planning a coup d'etat against Obama. They saw what was happening. But for what one reason or another, they called it off and they approached Trump because they saw that Trump was very vocal. He was out there on Twitter questioning Obama's background, his birth, all of that. They went, they approached him and they, and they could, I guess they talked him into or convinced him to run for president, that he would have their full support. And that's why he did. They, that, that essentially, he, that these generals are his protectors. This is why he's so strong with the military. This is why he has them around him. He is surrounded by them. Think about it. Jack Kelly is, comes out of the military. Um, yep. So, of course, he's saying that what they're doing now is the same plan that they had to get Obama out. Only th- that was a coup d'etat. This is counter coup d'etat, counterintelligence. What they're doing now is they're undermining and going after the bad guys that they've known have been bad and doing bad things for years because they've had surveillance. They've had military surveillance. They, they know, and not only that, but they're, the rank and file in the FBI especially and at the DOJ and at the CIA, they have been crying for justice for a long time. So this this isn't something that's just popped up and happened. This has been a plan for quite a while. And it's it's amazing to read the the drops that Q, you know, does and that and when Corsi deciphers them, although I have to say a lot of the people who are on the HN um message board site, they've done a pretty good job of of figuring things out too, but Corsi coming into it adds the imprimatur of, of um, genuineness to it, and he has such a breadth of knowledge. This man's written 20 books. I mean, his background is in, is in, is in so many different areas. It's inc- you wonder how a person could accomplish that much in one lifetime. But it's just amazing what he's able to interpret from this. And if you – I don't know if you've um, – I don't know if you read my Facebook page, but today I posted the entire link, the entire list of links of Corsi's decipherings of Q's messages. And what Corsi has done is he's uploaded them to um, Scribe D, 
which which is like a Dropbox, and you can go up there and you can you you can go to it and read the uh, you know his documents, and it's it's an education. It really is an education. So if you go on my Facebook page, you'll find all the links there. And if you if you don't if you don't want to scroll down and look for it, drop me an email, and I'll email it to you. I put it together for a friend of mine, and I decided, you know what, this is too valuable to just send off as an email. I'm going to save it. And so anybody who's interested in getting all the links to the interpretations that Corsi's done, just email me, radiopatriot at gmail, and I'll be happy to send it off to you. So, question, Mike Rogers, Bob Evers in the chat room. Question, Mike, oh, is Q no, Mike no, Rogers? He's not, yeah, he's calling him Q, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we don't know. I mean, I thought so, and I and I mentioned that to Dr. Corsi. Uh, I spoke with him, and he was he was very quick to say, no, it's not, not Mike Rogers. Uh, so I don't, it, but it's, I don't know. I don't know, but he insists. That is somebody with a military intelligence background who is close to Trump, and in fact travels with Trump. That's the other. What about thing. what about the officer who carries the football? Because he travels, he goes with the president everywhere. Oh, that's I, right. I yeah. Right. Who would they, who is that? By the way, do we know his name? I, I don't know exactly, but yeah. but that would be a candidate, I would think. Mhm. Yeah, I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard the ex, the the one that used to uh, follow the Clintons. I've heard him on radio talk shows, but. Uh, oh yeah, Buzz Buzz Patterson. Yeah. Buzz Patterson. Yeah, but I haven't mm-hmm. heard nobody since that who who does it. Mhm. And mm-hmm. it, it might be kept obscure because you know before I heard Buzz Patterson, I had no idea that even existed. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Interesting. I I don't know that we'll ever know conclusively. Maybe we don't need to know. That's not the point. The point yeah. is the messaging that he's that he's dropping. And he did a few drops. Uh, um, was it last night? I think. Let me go to it and, and see. And it was quite interesting what he had to say uh, about. He he said narrative shift. I'm going to read this to you. Narrative shift. Nation on alert. Firing RR meaning Rod Rosenstein, equals block Mueller. Firing RR equals set up to firing Mueller. Firing yeah. RR equals red line. And then he, then he goes on, he says, what was the Senate conference vote regarding RR? Why did RR beg Ryan to block the FISA memo from congressional review and further advancement? And then he writes, real time. Seven congressional members plus three senators plus two former Obama senior officials plus four outside contractors with no top top uh, sensitive level clearance at the skiff in the D.C. Capitol. Top security clearance is mandatory for admission. How is that possible? We see you. So there was something hey, Andrea, that went up to the Andrea. Before yeah. you go on, let me ask you a question. Uh, sure. Do you have a three-hour show, or is it fixing to be up? You got like oh, gosh. three minutes. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm looking. <laughs> and I actually have one minute. <laughs> Just one minute left, folks. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, um, the, go over to read it. it. It's fascinating. And then I'll I'll give you the um, I'll put it in the chat room. I'll give you the link to uh, Corsi's 
uh, if you email me. You've got to email me, though, because there are several links to the different decipherings of Corsi's. So, yeah. all right, everybody. Well, Jerry, thanks for calling in, and, and Ron, okay. too, thanks for calling in. It sure made the, for an interesting end of the show. And uh, and we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll have Elizabeth Christ on with us, and we'll get her impression of uh, how it went tonight and what she thinks oh, the outcome will be. Yeah. See you all later. All right. Good night, Ron. Be safe. You too. Good night, Jerry. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow night. God bless you all. God bless America. And don't forget to say your prayers, especially for our president. Good night, everybody. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.